suit up. Damn it, Marshal. New is always better. Challenge accepted. I'm not the blitz. You want to hit of this sandwich? Damn, maybe be cool. Can we go camping? All right, everyone. Welcome to the Friends Cast Fun Hour. On um, this week, uh, this week's episode of Friends and Dudek guest stars as a woman who gets dumped by Paul Rudd on her birthday. Wait. Wait, am I on the right show? No. Wrong show. Oh, right. I'm sorry. Hey, uh, welcome to the re-return, everyone. Uh, my name is Lear. And I'm Erin. <laughs> and we are going through episodes of How I Met Your Mother, uh, episode by episode, and reviewing them and discussing them. Uh, sorry about that little mix-up. Uh, this week's episode guest stars Anne Dudek as a woman who's dumped by Ted on her birthday. Sorry about that. She goes through this story t- storyline a few times in different sitcoms, which is apparently the plague of being a sitcom actri- actress. <laughs> That's true. She has a very expansive career, but I don't know. This is all most people know her for. This um, in uh, House. Oh, you see, I knew her from Mad Men because she's Francine. <laughs> well, yeah, but you paid a lot more attention to Mad Men than a lot of people did for a while. Yeah, but I exclusively know her as Francine, so I'm going with that. Hi, Francine. Hi, cutthroat bitch. (laughs) So, Return of the Shirt, Season 1, Episode 4. Holy crap. Holy shit. Holy shit. (laughs) I hate Ted. I think we really hate Ted. So much in this episode, so much. We hate Ted. Kid on board of the sexting stops. <laughs> we don't actually Just sex. clarification, that's not between us. <laughs> no, that's a joke. That is a joke. And a reference to a later episode. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, so, return of the shirt. Ted goes through his closet and pulls out an old shirt. Apparently, that's the greatest thing ever. It's not, though. It's not a great shirt, and it doesn't fit him very well. It fits him like how people used to think shirts should fit in 2005. Yeah. Well, I guess that'd be appropriate, then. I guess it would, but it still doesn't fit very well, and green and brown together, like, it's not that revolutionary. Brown is a neutral. It goes with everything. Together God, at Dad, last. So fucking basic. <laughs> you, you'd think that Lily would know this. You would think, although they I, haven't quite established her as the fashionista yet. It's true. She doesn't have... I'm not saying she has bad taste at this point, but she's not... I don't know. It's nothing special yet. Right. She's not doing her Michael Kors designer wardrobe quite yet. Right. The things that, you know, articles of clothing that can actually sell used <laughs> on eBay. Right. Lily and Marshall sell their stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the shirt's not that great. The it's, fit's not that great. Not. So, I guess 2005 really wasn't that great, was it? It, it was not a great year. I mean, it was fine. No. But, I mean, like I said, there were a lot of fashion mistakes in 2005 that we will that we will wholeheartedly regret our whole lives. And I feel like to base a shirt like a, an entire life decision on a shirt that you thought was cool in 2005, it pretty much tells you how this episode's going to end. It's basically foreshadowing. 
That's true. It's terrible. So this, to me, and maybe I will be proven wrong later, but I'm pretty sure that Natalie slash Francine slash the girl from House slash <laughs> and Dudek is Ted's worst crime. <laughs> if it's not the worst, it's pretty damn near. I, I can't think of any that are worse at the moment. I though. can't either. I mean, he didn't sell a woman, but <laughs> this right. is He's no bad. Yeah. This is really bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how how can you break up with someone over an answering machine? I've done it over text message. You've done it to someone? Yeah. Aaron, I hate you. <laughs> I know. Anyone I've heard about? Probably. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Well, that's that's pretty bad. I mean, I've also been ghosted and like I've I've had the bad breakups. There's no great way to do it. Okay. Well, that's fair. I, I'm I'm on team there's no great way to do it, which is also one of the points that Marshall makes in the episode. There's no way, great way to do it. The classics are a classic for a reason. That said, when I break up with people over text message, and I'm not saying I do this regularly, <laughs> it's usually a pretty casual relationship. It's not, I should be in love with her or him. Right. Although, speaking of, why? I guess this makes sense for Ted's character. After three weeks, Ted thinks he should be in love with Natalie. Yeah. Yeah, why does he just, how does he already know that that relationship has to end because he it's not going anywhere? How does he know that? I, I mean, I think you can tell pretty quickly sometimes, um, but... Yeah, but they were, like, they were getting along. They were hitting it off. There was nothing wrong. No, there was nothing wrong. There was nothing wrong except Ted being an idiot. Um, and I think he knew the first time. You know, and he just like got it into it. This is why this is why it's Ted's worst crime. He got it into his stupid dumb head that like it could work with Natalie because she was superficially wonderful. I mean, not that she isn't genuinely wonderful, but superficially wonderful for Ted. And he had this like weird sense of nostalgia. So he goes back and does the exact same like series of bullshit, terrible moves. Um, Again... Because there is not a genuine connection. So I think that he's right in the sense that, you know, sometimes, you know, I think the one is bullshit. But I do think that there's people who don't work well together, not because, like, they can't get along as friends, but because there's a genuine, like, uncompatibility. So being generous, I think Ted was right about that, but being deeply realistic about the idiocy of that is ted like who the fuck does this to another person i'm with lily twice twice leave that poor girl alone this was this was bad this was this... so bad yeah i mean so i guess i i also i wonder i, I put in the notes the past is terrible <laughs> Um, and not just because I'm obsessed with Outlander and on Outlander, the past is terrible. Um, Sarah needs to go home. Go home, Claire. And digression. Um, but I think that, like, the realization that the past is terrible is something that Ted never really makes. 
it's true. Even when we get to, uh, what's an, I can't remember the name of the episode, but when he goes out on the date, like when he accidentally goes out on the same blind date. Uh, oh, that's right. With the girl, with the girl with the cats. Yes. How, like, how does it take him, you know, even at that point, I don't think he realizes what happened. Mm-mm. Because all he's doing is fixing it so that that date goes better. Right. He's doing the exact same thing to her. They're just both conscious of it, at right. least. Um, and also, he's not dumping someone on their answering machine during a surprise party on their birthday. Who How ten? long had they been dating the first time? I don't think we find out. But I'm going to okay. presume it was like two months. Like, okay. not super long, but not like... You know, so it's not an insubstantial breakup. Do you think her friends realized that Ted was a bad for her and that's why they didn't invite him to her birthday? That must be the explanation. I mean, that makes sense, right? We do know from later episodes, specifically the episode you just cited that I also can't think of the name of, um, that Ted was kind of a douche in, you know, pre-shirt times. And during shirt times. Yes, indeed. That shirt. It brings out the past. Like, nostalgia in in particular can bring out a bad, a bad, bad, bad version of people. (laughs) Like, it can make you do stupid shit. Would nostalgia like this ever put you back into a relationship? Um, I don't know. I I hope not. I hope I would. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, what? What was it that brought him back? Some candles and a sock monkey collection and Bell and Sebastian. I mean, seriously, could you be more 2005? Bell and Sebastian? Oh. Quite frankly, Natalie sounds like the worst. But Ted is worse! Ted is always going to be worse. Ted is always going to be worse. He's so bad. Um... N- Nostalgia is strong, but my god, this was... All sorts of bad idea. So bad. Um, so Ted definitely deserves this beatdown. Like, so what much. What beatdown is that? Oh, the one where she throws spaghetti at him and then beats the shit out of him because she knows Cobb Maga. So great. The first time I watched this, much like Ted, I didn't know what Krav Maga was. Oh, you know, I think I did the first time I saw this. I knew this was coming. I didn't know what Krav Maga was until, I mean, until this episode. Until the end but of this episode. <laughs> during, like, through the grand scheme of life, mm-hmm. I didn't know anyone that did Krav Maga until, like, 2009. Yeah. Did you, um, were you introduced to Krav Maga by this episode or by the episode yes. of Happy Endings where no, Penny learns this. Krav? <laughs> no, I, I saw this. Fossey fists. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this back when it, you know, around the time that it aired, mm-hmm. which was a few years before it was referenced on Happy Endings. Right. Fantastic episode, though. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm deflected. Sorry. Um, we could also talk about Happy Endings, but we're really here to talk about How I Met Your Mother. Um right. Um, but yeah, Krav, I think this was a little ahead of the Krav, the Krav uh, Maga curve, but it, you know, eventually it became a little bit more, um, 
it gets referenced on Archer as well in the first season. <laughs> right. That's true. Um, so it does become a little bit more well-known. Um, I'm so glad she threw the spaghetti at him and ruined his shirt. I mean, it also, like, got set on fire. Like, he comes back to the bar and the shirt is just in tatters. Yeah. Which he deserves. That shirt is terrible. Um, also, nostalgia is terrible because the past is terrible. Mm. And Ted, you're the worst. But, like, I really, really mean it this time. Like, this is a low for Ted. Like, this is this a really series is. low. Yeah, this isn't just, oh, Ted's a douche. This is, you know, this is, this is, like, this is really, really shitty behavior. This is callous in a way that, like, I, I don't, I don't think I could understand. Like, <laughs> the, the fact that he doesn't realize what he's doing. He doesn't at all. It makes him worse than Barney. Barney knows what he's doing. He knows Barney is terrible, but Barney knows that he's, you know, misleading women so can and we, lying. So I was going to talk about this later, but I think this is a really nice segue. We're on episode four of the first season, and we have yet to see Barney successfully pick up a woman. How many times have we seen him try so far? Not that many. Like, he he has had a few schemes, but mostly he's been playing second fiddle. Like, he's been playing wingman to Ted. Have you, you met, met Ted? Ted? <laughs> um, but for someone who's supposed to be this legendary ladies man, he doesn't get a lot of skirt, or at least that we see so far. Ted's getting the skirt here. <laughs> it's true. Um, but I, I, obviously we can talk a little bit more about Barney... Um, because no, he, he does have a subplot in this episode that, um, I will have some things to say about for sure. Um, yeah. And the, that's exactly why I think Ted is so much worse than Barney. Mm -hmm. Barney's little subplot with Robin, it's, it's still somewhat good natured. Like he knows what he's doing yeah. and he knows what he's provoking. Yes, he does. He is a, an agent of chaos and not legitimately out to ruin someone's life. I mean, the worst part about Ted is that he thinks he's being the good guy when really he's just being a jerk. Like, he is being a he super is. jerk, but he thinks he has genuine intentions. Like, no, you don't, Ted. Like, you got momentary nostalgia blindness and you broke this girl's heart in the cruelest way possible for the second time. Yes. Oh, Teddy boy. <laughs> I don't understand how they made a sitcom about him. Why did we watch nine seasons of this? I don't know. Uh, right because now, we are awful people. Yeah, right now I don't know why we I did that. I have no idea. Yeah. I will say that, um, just to do a few connections here, um, we do see this beat down again. <laughs> It's referenced in the in one of the episodes later um, in season eight when Robin gives her one of her final no's, one of her many final no's to Ted. Oh, worst, yeah. Worst pain. It's like the beginning of that montage where he gets beat up by Natalie and it ends with him getting kicked by the goat and Robin says no. <laughs> right. Yes, I remember that. That's not the only time we see her, though, again. Natalie? Yeah. No, we hear of Natalie again in Rabbit or Duck. 
we actually see her again, though. We do? Yeah. Oh, shit. So, the episode where Marshall is talking about having to clean up after Ted's relationship. Oh, that's right. Natalie spends the day crying into Marshall's shoulder on the couch after their breakup. You gotta wonder if it's the... does is it Do they indicate if it's the first or second breakup? Oh, that's a good question. This shit. No, you're right. We do see Natalie again. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. You see, you know what? In the next episode, I went down like a rabbit hole. I thought I had everything. I think you're going to prove me wrong. <laughs> um, it's a superpower. It's a superpower. Yeah. We, we're both crazy. But yeah, we do see Natalie again. And Marshall, of course, being the kind-hearted son of a bitch he is. <laughs> <laughs> talks her through it with ice cream and crying and all that stuff and then eventually he gets sick of, sick of ted's bitches <laughs> because there are oh so many of them so many of them god ted's the worst god ted is so bad like i think that in later seasons we will have very very long discussions about barney and his women because i think there's a lot to unpack there but I think in general, women either know what they're getting up front with Barney and they like, but Ted is like presents himself as a genuinely good guy. Right. And yeah, a lot of the stories that Barney tells, if the women don't find out the truth, they're just, you know, I don't want to make it sound like it's okay, but he's just lying. He's creating stories. If they continue to go on thinking that they've slept with Buzz Aldrin. I think honestly that a lot, like, and this is something that has no textual evidence, um, because I, I frankly think the writers never really thought to do that. But I think, like, realistically, women know what they're getting into when they get, when they hop into bed with Barney. It's going to be fun. It's going to be crazy. Um, he's going to lie the shit out of you. Like, he's going to lie to you. But, you know, that's the kind of guy you would lie to back. Um, Mm -hmm. have a great time and then leave and, like, not have any regrets about it. For the most part. Um. Right. But Ted is questing for true love. He's, he, he plays at wanting to be with these women for, in a real way, in real relationships. And all he's doing is, is hurting them. He's actually hurting them right um so this is what makes ted a specifically like terrible monster especially in this episode like i almost feel like this is the warning like you know it's episode four ted's and ted's the kind of creep who will tell you he loves you um and then dump you at a surprise party over the answering machine on your birthday Right. Yeah, he's wildly inconsistent on that. Well, he's consistent on that, but to them, like to the women that he dates, callous was the right word. Mm -hmm. He just, he goes from all in to brick wall in in no time. Mm -hmm. He makes these snap decisions getting into and during the relationships, and then it's a snap decision to end it. Right. So, I mean, listeners, 
Tell us if we're way off base here. Like, do you hate Ted as much as we do? Because we could probably go on for hours about how much we hate Ted in this episode. Because it's particularly awful. And it's played for laughs. But, and I'm not saying it's not funny because they do a good job of constructing it. Um, But Ted's actions taken out of a sitcom context are pretty awful. At least to us, apparently. Um, It's true. um, And Ted, at the end of this episode, kind of writes it off and says... Well, within a year, she was married, and now she has kids, and isn't that wonderful? I'm glad she beat the shit out of them. I really am. (laughs) Me too. I think we all are. That mentality Mm -hmm. of, well, it all worked out for her from Ted actually does give me pause about another episode later. The window with Maggie. Oh, yeah. Because we do see her happy ending as well. We do. But with Ted being the narrator... Are we getting, uh, like, an oversaturated, sappy explanation about why it's okay that he, you know, stalked her all these years? Um, I mean, yeah, obviously. Ted has stalker tendencies several times. It's yeah. not just, uh, it's not just early on. <laughs> it's <so>. not. <laughs> Oh, man. Like, I think by the end of this, Ted is going to be this irredeemable irredeemable sociopath. (laughs) Our our Ted-ometer is just going to keep getting lower and lower (laughs) and lower. lower. Um, Yeah. There is one inconsistency with Natalie's fate that I think we should should at least pay some homage to. Um, Sure. Yeah. So in Rabbit or Duck, which is midway through season five... Um, Marshall and Lily are trying to arrange Mary Ted. Um, and I believe the exchange is, um, Marshall and Lily are basically running through women and, you know, actually I have this written down somewhere. Let me pull it up. Um, so Marshall says, Natalie, and Lily said, Ted's her least favorite person in the world. Um, and Marshall says, well, she's not getting any younger. So season five would be, what, five years later-ish? Yeah. Four and a, four yeah. and a half years later? Yeah. Um, in this episode, uh, Ted, our unreliable narrator of choice, says she's married in a year. Um, this indicates that she's not or hadn't been. So either he's wrong or her happily ever after didn't last so- which kind of makes Which, it worse. <laughs> yeah, either way, it doesn't make Ted look good. Nope. Because he either... Because we know that Ted, looking back, telling the story about Natalie's happy ending is still well in the future past the events in Rabbit or Duck. Right. So even if she she got married and Ted told everyone that, he's telling us that from 2030. Right. So he's either wrong... Or he's lying. Mm -hmm. Or the writers just screwed up and we're thinking too much into it. (laughs) So what's your worst breakup? Like, what's your worst breakup story? Mm, I got, I pretty much got ghosted. Um, So I go back and forth on whether or not this is a, like, legitimate breakup. Mm -hmm. Because I guess whether or not it was a legitimate relationship. Because it was one of those weird high school, long distance relationships. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw each other when she was in town visiting her mother. Uh, we were dating, but maybe we weren't really. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she showed up one day with her boyfriend. Oh, shit. Who was 
As it turns out, me. <laughs> so she went and started dating me elsewhere. Oh, I hate that. That's like the worst. Yeah. Uh. Uh. <laughs> what about you? Your turn. Okay. Um. So... I very, and you know this guy, I, I've told this story to you before. Um, I not affectionately call him my nerdy ex-boyfriend. Um, he was one of my, my boyfriend's senior year of college. Um, and we dated for like about a semester, a little longer. Um, we made it into summer. Um, and we had an argument and it doesn't really matter what it was about. Um, but the day after this, and he broke, he dumped me. Like it was a two second conversation where he showed up my do- at my door and said, you know, I don't think we should date anymore. And I said, okay, fine, get out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the day after this happens, um, I've done my crying and I decide to go to the pool. Um, so I go to the pool and I'm relaxing in the sun. I'm like, you know, I don't really feel that great. Um, so I pack up. <laughs> like I'm having a very relaxing afternoon where I'm just like, you know, I don't really feel super great. I get an orange juice and I finally decide, you know, I should probably just like not go back out in the sun and go home. So as I'm walking home, I just start feeling worse. Like I have my orange juice. I figure I'm a little dehydrated and I just start feeling worse and worse. And like about halfway between my apartment and the pool was the college library. <laughs> um, so... Um, I pretty much collapsed on the grass in in front of the college library and puked my guts out. Um, (laughs) like, just in public, just, like, everywhere. People saw. (laughs) Because that's my life. So I get home, and I think, okay, so, like, I've puked, I'm feeling better. Um, I have a glass of water, and I immediately puke. It's, like, one of those situations where you can't keep anything down. Like, you're just gonna vomit. So I call my sister because she's a nurse and her first reaction is, oh, my God, are you pregnant? And I get this 10 minute lecture. I'm just like, I'm not pregnant. Oh, like, my God. Like, yeah, like that's the immediate thing. Um, I'm I'm not pregnant. Um, I, I'm like, your daughter learned how to use birth control. And but I am just puking and puking and puking. Um, so I finally my sister says, you need to just you need to go see a doctor. So I go to urgent care. Urgent care. Um, obviously I, well, I had a UTI, um, <laughs> and urgent care says, you know, you're pretty, like, you can't keep anything down and it's been like, you know, a good eight hours. You said you were in the sun. Um, we, you might want to consider, like, we want to check you into the hospital to get like some intravenous fluids. I was just like, nope, nope, not going to the hospital. So I had to beg not to go to the hospital. <laughs> Um, they gave me some meds to stop the puking. Um, I got some liquid down. Obviously, I I went on antibiotics and everything was fine. But yeah. So you didn't die? I didn't. I obviously did not die. Um, I don't oh, okay. think, I don't think a UTI would have killed me anyway. But obviously, worst breakup ever. And <laughs> nerdy ex-boyfriend is my least favorite person in the world. <laughs> so I think I've had this breakup. Like, I honestly do. Like, this is what he did to me. <laughs> yep, that's that's pretty bad. That's super bad. <laughs> yep. Oh, uh, yeah, that was that was a terrible, 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 terrible. So anyway. 
So, listeners, we want to hear about your terrible breakups, too. Yeah, we do. Do we? I think we do. Yeah, I would love to hear other people's terrible breakup stories um, because they're fun. Yeah, looking back, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're funny now. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not funny at the time when you're in the emergency room going, oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> well, I was in urgent care. <laughs> like, no, please, no needles. No. But it's hilarious 10 years later. <laughs> That's true. Mm-hmm. So there's a second plot. <laughs> yeah, what else is going on in this episode? So we've got Lily and Marshall that really aren't doing anything. They're, yeah, they they're don't just have, they yeah, don't have a plot. Exactly. So that just leaves Robin and Barney. Robin and Barney. Um. So Barney is trying to get Robin to say stupid shit on the air, <laughs> and he succeeds. But why would he want to do that? Um, why would she let him? Um, I mean... Because... Oh, right. Robin is still... We're, we still have Robin complaining about her... Her job. Her job. Yes, about Robin... Doing her, doing her, uh, you know, putting in her... What's the word I'm looking for? Dues. Paying her dues yeah. in journalism. Thank you. So Barney is trying to get Robin to say obscene things on the news. Um, Robin is susceptible to this because she is underappreciated and underpaid at her job. Which, not that I don't sympathize or empathize, but, like, maybe don't. (laughs) I feel like every single one of these things is, like, an immediately fireable offense. And that nobody cares is that some, doesn't really make it okay. It, it doesn't. Ma- not only does it not make it okay, it it's like one of those. It's it's sh- sitcom chicanery to the nth degree. Um, on the level of, I don't know, people living in Manhattan with no money and, um, never having to wait at line at the Statue of Liberty. That kind of shit. <laughs> right. This is unrealistic. This is deeply unrealistic. No, one, no boss is going to be that. Mm-hmm cool with you fucking up their broadcast (laughs) no i was thinking more that um oblivious like thank you yeah like someone has to be supervising robin right there has to be someone i feel like the producer we see a few times would like put a stop to this immediately like only a nipple like you might be able to say that was a slip of the tongue, but I'm a dirty, dirty girl, spank. I don't think you're going to be able to say that was a slip of the tongue. <laughs> right. Like. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Mm-hmm. It's so unprofessional and it's so like beyond the pale of inappropriate, especially in journalism. Right. Not to mention, like I've like we've said before. It may just be, like, a small affiliate. This is still New York City. Thousands of people probably watch this newscast. Yeah. They make jokes about, like, the one viewer and, like, but thousands of people probably watch this. Even if it's, like, the CW News. Like, I'm, I, we've we've been trying to figure out, like, what realistically Metro News 1 would be in New York and I think the best I can come up with is that it's like a minor networks t- TV. 
Yeah. Like, it's a minor network affiliates news broadcast, if that makes sense. It does to me. Okay. But New York is the number one network in the United States. Like, it's net- like broadcast networks, they number them, like, by size, and there's, like, I think 248 or something ridiculous like that. New York is number one. It's a huge, it's a huge market. Like, her, even though she complains about her her job being small potatoes and how she only does the fluff pieces at the end of the news, um, I think... She is a small fish in the largest pond in the world. Yes, the, yes, the largest pond, at least in America, I should say. The largest broadcast pond in, in America. Right. Um, and certainly, especially, you know, 15 years on when, or 10 years on when... Um, almost all media is at the coast. Like it's still, it's the biggest media pond in the in the United States these days. So, her unprofessionalism knows no bounds. Um, just like, God damn it, Robin, what are you doing? God damn it, Robin. <laughs> and it does go back to her expectation that she's going to be a star, or she's going to be instantly known. Right. Yeah, she's talking about the city hall being, like, there are plenty of other more important people around. Right. Just just within her field, there are plenty of other people that have been doing this longer, that have mm-hmm. do- been doing this better, that mm-hmm. are taking this serious. Even, I'm sure, you know, at her own network. Right. If she's the one doing the fluff pieces, that means there's someone else there that's been doing this longer and is doing more important journalism. There's no, no there's no such thing as unimportant journalism, mostly. <laughs> but you know, I I understand the impulse, especially as an under an underappreciated and underpaid employee. Um, I think we've, I mean, especially our generation, like millennials, we've all been there. We've all been there, Holmes. But right. like, and like we've said, we you know. We all complain to, you know, to our friends mm-hmm. about our jobs, but that's not what she's doing here. No, she's letting her friends corrupt her work. Yeah. In a really offensive way. It's bad. Mm-hmm. Although... Well, she gets hers, though. She, she gets does her get hers, and, like, I feel like she does realize that, like, her, her job is important, um... When when the guy when the, the the guy tells a really boring story about Mickey Mantle and then says like the most important thing is that you know I never thought I'd have my story told like like that is like the most realistic thing about journalism that the show I think will ever do it's that subjects in many cases are so genuinely excited to have their story told and like that's i think honestly why so many journalists do what they do which is like work for nothing and work terrible hours that like that that struck home a little bit the stuff before did not um and she certainly deserves you know falling in horse shit it's in her hair yeah well you done deserve that <laughs> mm. but robin i and this is definitely something that is a through line throughout the series for her is that she has outsized like I think because of her like we don't know that she's Robin Sparkles yet so this is not something that I think that the the writers have planned out um but you can certainly trace it to this idea that she wants bigger things and I think she thinks she's going to be an instant instant success 
because she's experienced that. Um, right. She <laughs> did the 80s mall tour thing in yep. the 90s. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's when the, when the 90s came to Canada. The 80s came to Canada. <laughs> um, but yeah, like she was a teenage pop star in Canada, which is ridiculous. And quite frankly, one of the greatest sitcom reveals ever. Um, we'll get to that. But in a way, she her her career is always, I think, affected by this experience. Um, she expects that she will immediately be a success. And like she thinks that, you know, she doesn't really have to pay her dues because she's had this other experience. I mean, I think in season six or seven... She just has this fantastic meltdown about her job where, you know, she just screams like, of course I want to be famous. Because, you know, she was Sparkles, bitch. Right. <laughs> but it doesn't always work out like that. And it's, and it's she certainly, while we know that, you know, she certainly got what she worked for, you know, at the beginning, there's going to be some, you know, she expected it almost 10 years, 10, 15 years before it happened. And she was kind of bitter about it, I think. Yeah. And after 10 or 15 years, I maybe I'd, you know, I'd start to feel pretty broke down. But Mm -hmm. at the beginning there, no, not so much. Yeah, it's it's still early. But I mean, again, um, Robin's experience of fame is different from the rest of ours. In that she has it. In that she had it. (laughs) Yeah. And she's and she's embarrassed by what she's famous for. <laughs> yeah, because she does hide that. Yes, she says it's so, worse than porn. I mean, we'll get there. <laughs> right. So it's and so this is an interesting, terrible plot um, that I personally hate so much. Do you give any of the blame to Barney though? I think Barney is an interesting player, but like you try to make me do stupid shit, and I don't do it mostly. <laughs> That's true. I'm not offering to pay you, though. It's true. Um, But also, as we find out later, much, much, much later, Robin doesn't need the money. She does not. Although at this point, I mean, they probably didn't know that. (laughs) Again, yeah, the the writers, I'm sure, hadn't planned that far out yet. Right. But as we find out later, Robin's family has money. Yes. Many craploads of it. Yes. (laughs) Millions of craploads of it. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that she's getting the money currently. Um, although she does live alone in Brooklyn and that couldn't have been cheap. (laughs) In a large apartment with five dogs. Right. I mean, those pet deposits, I don't think you could pay them on a a broadcast journalist salary. Probably (laughs) not. A reporter's salary. (laughs) Pet, pet, pet deposits are expensive. (laughs) And so in general are dogs. But right. Um, but Barney, um, I mean, in this episode, you know, he his plot is not hitting on women. He has nothing to do with hitting on women. It is entirely as an agent of chaos. Like he just wants to get Robin to do something stupid on the air. I can relate to that. Yeah. I can relate to Barney. Yeah, can't we all? I mean, hell, just last week I tried to get you to post an article um, about porn actually yeah i think yeah you, yeah um but posting an article about porn if if it's a real article i can find on the wire <laughs> it wouldn't be totally inappropriate but yeah no. what you were asking was inappropriate and also you'll notice i didn't do it 
Right. Because you actually have journalistic integrity. Just like a little bit. Which is something that you, as a journalist with integrity, have. Yes. <laughs> I am a journalist with integrity because I am a journalist with integrity. <laughs> I'm heard happily. <laughs> yeah. Barney. 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 Barney is not hitting on women. He is just like an agent of bullshit chaos. I've said that like five times now. That's okay. Um, But yeah, sometimes Barney, like his crazy ideas exist to like not just get laid. Right. And I, I think this episode, uh, I think it was meant to be kind of a throwaway. Like, oh, here's Ted doing something stupid. Oh, here's Barney and Robin doing something stupid. Mm-hmm. But really, it's just as much of a look into their mm-hmm. character as we've had yet. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's telling that Ro- this is really Robin's first plot line, like real plot line, where she's not just... I mean, I don't think Ted and, Ro- like, Ted and Robin have very few conversations and he's not pursuing her at all, which is nice. Right. Um, yeah. So she's not the MacGuffin and she has a legitimate, like, story arc here. And I think it's telling that it's her first one and it's about her career. Right. Which is refreshing. Yes. Um, and also a through line with her with her character. Um, her career is really important to her. Um, is, is not seen here <laughs> at all. Even a little bit. Right. I mean, it just really makes me wonder, like, how did she get this job? Like, seriously, I know we find out later that, like, she'd been a a reporter in Canada and, like, I said in a previous podcast that I presumed she had, like, some kind of communications degree. Um, But didn't they, like, tell her about the people who got fired immediately for doing stupid shit on the air? Like, seriously, I think my senior year of college, like, some poor kid in his first broadcast, like, accidentally said shit on the air um, and he was immediately fired. Like, <laughs> oh god! And that was in like some tiny ass market in like Iowa or something ridiculous like that. So like network, so like broadcast networks and like standards are a thing, and like this stuff is taken seriously. <laughs> oh, Robin! God yeah, damn it! If you want to do that shit, you need to get on cable. Mm-hmm. Or just have a podcast that literally zero people listen to. <laughs> That's true. And we can say shit Fuck. whenever we want. God damn it! <laughs> Fuck, 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 fuck. (laughs) I think my biggest issue with this episode, like, as a whole... So, yeah, we've got Ted, and Ted's awful, and the things that Ted does is awful, and we've got Robin struggling in her career, but there's actually something about this episode that really bothers me. Which is? It's so dated. Everything about this episode is... is dated. We've got... Ted and his ugly, ill-fitting shirt. We've got, you know, the height of Belle and Sebastian. And then we've got Ted coming into the bar at the end of the episode after Robin has her little mishap. My phone gets the internet now. My phone gets the internet now, yeah. Which was was huge for 2005. It's like watching early episodes of Frasier and seeing him have a cell phone. <laughs> and it's bigger than, like, your entire face. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I don't think my phone got the internet until 2012, so... <laughs> I got one in 2009. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could have, like, 
shitty, doesn't really do anything mobile internet in mm-hmm. a, like, Java app browser. Oh, yeah. I wasn't allowed to on open my mine. flip phone. Right. Yeah. yeah. I got I... yelled at because it was like $5 a day. Yeah. It was super expensive. Um... Yeah. And it would, like, check the weather for yeah. you. And that was pretty much it. And isn't... So, I guess my question is... This this incident just happened. When did YouTube start? This is pre-YouTube, I think. Um, this is like right before YouTube hit. I think this is... So this was late 2005, yes? Yes. So YouTube would have launched in early 2005. Okay. So like YouTube was new... This may, this probably, right. so how the fuck did Bart, did Ted see this? I mean, like, now we say, my right. phone gets the internet now. And, like, obviously it's on the internet. All these videos are on the internet. All these videos were not on the internet in 2005. Here's the thing, though. The thing, though. I know for a fact that a number of news networks mm-hmm. were, were like, early, like, <clears throat> new, you know, news stations were early to the online video thing. That's true. Because um, I used to, like in the early 2000s, if we would miss a news segment, mm-hmm. uh, we would hop on the website. Like we would yep. hop on their website to to rewatch the broadcast. Yeah. And I was working in a, um, I did a few shifts or a few weeks of shifts in the, um, in a news, in a video newsroom as well. And like we could put videos online, um, but it wasn't as easy as YouTube. <laughs> Right. You know, I just wondered. Yeah, it certainly wasn't easy, but because you also don't really have social media yet at this point. No. Like, I wonder how anyone, like, how would anyone have told Ted about this at this point? I mean, I imagine it's something along the lines of, go check Metro News 1's website. <laughs> like, Barney texted him. <laughs> you know right. Barney immediately texted everyone. Right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah, it's dated. It, which is, it I think, is. appropriate for an episode that's essentially about nostalgia. <laughs> and how terrible it is. Because the past is terrible. Time travel would not be good news. <laughs> no. Are we giving the writers too much credit again, though? Probably. I have a feeling that this is just a very 2005 episode. Yeah, I mean, it's a product of its time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and certainly my phone gets the internet now would be a throwaway line like, um, ooh, were you on Twitter? Would be for an episode from this year or like last year. <laughs> right. No, two years ago they were talking about Twitter. Now they'd be talking about the snaps, the Snapchat. <laughs> and that would be a joke line that we would now think is just hilarious in 10 right. years. If that made sense. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. I, I get a little confused when I talk about the times, the time continuum. So <laughs> that's okay. I think we we're, all do. We're keeping it pretty straight. Yeah. All right. So on a scale of one to ten, how much do we hate Ted? <laughs> uh, Ted, can we give him a zero? I think we can, because I think this is zeros all around. If he's ever going to deserve a zero, it's this. It's this. Like this is seriously the worst thing that is he's ever done. And will the, ever the do. The motivation is just shitty. Will ever around. do. Yeah. Like, I really want to emphasize this. Will ever do. Yeah. Definitely a zero for me, too. <laughs> God okay, damn it, good. Ted. So bad. <laughs>
Let's just like keep sighing because we're just like, oh god, Ted, why? Moving on. Moving on. We could we could sigh all day. <sighs> all right. Well, that I think that's probably gonna do it for this week. Uh, we would love to have more people checking out the re-return dot com. Uh, comment, share, let us know what you think. Also, check us out on Twitter at at the re-return. Um. Yeah, and we're on and iTunes sure now. Subscribe. Yes, we are. We are on iTunes. Please Make subscribe. Sure subscribe. This is great. We already have two subscribers on iTunes. It is us. <laughs> so every week we pose a question to you. And this week we want to know, is this Ted's worst crime? Is Natalie Ted's worst crime? We also want to hear your breakup stories. Yes, and your breakup stories. So two questions. Please answer them. Because we've already answered them. <laughs> and... We'll talk about it next week <laughs> if you tell us yes. what you think please do please do cool all right guys guess we'll talk to you later bye everyone bye <laughs>